Hey guys, sorry it's been a little while. You know, it's been the holidays, and I decided to take the holidays off. However, I did have a topic ready for this week. Then I got to thinking about it and realized it might not be that beneficial of a topic. I wasn't too into it when I got to actually thinking about the topic, and I decided to go with something different. Well, something else happened at the same time. You see, I have a lot of games that I really love to play, and a lot of these games I've had for years. So, for example, like with Stardew Valley, I will pick up the game after not playing it for months, and for several months I'll be into just nothing but that game. Well, this time that happened with one of my favorite card games and roguelike games, Slay the Spire. So, that's it. That's what this week's topic is going to be about. We're talking Slay the Spire, and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back everyone to the Bardic Inquisition podcast. I am your host Vince and today, as I mentioned in the introduction, we'll be talking about Slay the Spire. Now before we get too far into this week's topic, I wanted to... Oh, yeah, you... Oh, you wanted to... Oh, you want to do it? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, hold on a second, We have a we have a special guest here today to announce this week's patron. This week's patron is... Uh, who is it again, precious? Jennifer Schaefer, you fearless stupid. Oh, yes, that's right. Jennifer Schaefer, yes. Stupid fat. <coughs> hey, uh, everything okay over there? We wasn't talking to you. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, well, okay, bye. Uh, sorry guys, I, I really don't know how we got in here. But back to what I was talking about with Slay the Spire. One of the first questions I like to answer when I have a topic like this is what even is the thing that I'm talking about? In the case of Slay the Spire, it's a video game. Essentially, it's a roguelike deck builder video game where you play one of four characters who are trying to climb this spire, facing increasingly difficult enemies and bosses to try to get to the top. Of course, once you reach the top, you have to fight the heart of the spire. And once you defeat the heart, you, you win. You beat that well, you beat that run, because, again, this is a roguelike game. So, once you beat the game, you haven't necessarily beaten the game, you've just beaten that run. But, the game isn't without its own rewards. You see, the more you beat the game, the higher level of ascension you unlock. And levels of ascension are like a 
difficulty increase level. So at Ascension 20, the game is a lot harder than it is at Ascension level 0. That being said, I haven't quite reached Ascension 20 yet on every character. In fact, I'm currently sitting at Ascension 19 on each character. And it's been a, it's been a struggle going from Ascension 0 to the top. The way the game works is every time you start a run, you start off with just a basic deck of cards. These cards are mostly just attack and defense cards. You see, every combat, you get to see what your enemies are planning to do. A lot of times they're planning to attack you, sometimes they're planning to buff themselves. Sometimes they try to debuff you, or sometimes they try to defend themselves. Either way, you get to see what they plan on doing on their turn, and play your cards accordingly. Now, you do have a set number of hit points, or health, and once you reach zero, you die, and that run is over. And you don't heal up between combats, so it's extra important that you're making sure to block uh, most of your incoming attacks or kill the enemy before they can do too much damage to you. Now, that being said, not all of your encounters will be just regular enemy fights. Sometimes you'll get an elite enemy or you'll get a question mark. And you can see these coming because you get kind of an overhead map and you can kind of choose which direction you're going in. And of course, sometimes you get campfires, which lets you rest up and restore hit points or upgrade your cards. And sometimes you get a merchant where you can kind of uh, buy new cards and sometimes buy a card removal service where you can remove one of your old crappy cards. The whole point is that you want to be increasing the power of your deck so that way you have more of a fighting chance against the bosses. But it's not all about the cards because there are also things called relics. And relics sit outside of the deck and have a passive effect that helps you out usually helps you out. Sometimes it's harmful, but most of the time it's going to help you out. So that's the basic gameplay loop. You start out with a crappy deck, but you make your choices as you climb your tower and you ideally improve your deck, maybe get some relics, and then take down the bosses one at a time. There are only three levels, uh, four once you unlock Ascension, but the fourth level is optional. But yeah, that's, that's the basic gist of the game. Sounds pretty simple, but there's actually a lot to it. But we'll get into that here in a second when we talk about the appeal of the game. I think that to a lot of people, the reason that Slay the Spire appeals so much is its repetitive yet diverse nature. You see, the goal itself never changes, but the gameplay is always different. There are four different characters, and each of these characters gets a different starting relic, a slightly different starting deck, and access to completely different cards, with very little overlap. 
And even when comparing different runs with the same character, you'll hardly ever have any overlap in gameplay just because the card pool and relic pools are so vast. After each fight, you get to choose one of three card rewards, and even that's completely random, so you have no idea what you could possibly get. And I also forgot to mention, there are potions in the game, and you can hold on to potions and use them whenever you have the ability to do so. And remember those question mark rooms that I mentioned earlier? Well, those are event rooms. Sometimes you will fight enemies in those rooms. Sometimes you'll have an event where you have to make a choice. Like, uh, for example, you see a golden statue and you have to choose whether you want to take that statue or leave. And if you take the statue, a giant boulder falls down and you have to choose how you want to avoid that boulder. You can just take the hit and just take a bunch of damage or you can try to squeeze past the boulder and reduce your maximum hit points, or you can outrun the boulder, thus overextending yourself and sustaining an injury, which is a curse card. Curse cards are bad cards that go in your deck. You don't want them, but there are ways to remove it. Anyway, I digress. The point is, Slay the Spire is about making choices, a lot of times out of seemingly random options. And those options often have consequences. Most of the time, you're going to be trading power for power, or sometimes you have three bad options, and it's about which one is the least bad option for you. But again, the game is not completely random. There's actually a surprising amount of predictability. For one, the enemies in normal combat encounters, in elite combat encounters, and even in boss fights tell you what they're going to do. They tell you if they're going to attack and how much damage they're going to attack for. So you can kind of predict how much you need to block and if you can afford to get some swings in. The map also shows you which boss you're going to fight at the end of each level of the spire, which again, there are three levels. So because of this, you can oftentimes prepare to be fighting a certain boss. And even amongst normal enemy fights and elite fights, you still have a degree of predictability because each level of the Spire has a certain pool of enemies that it chooses from. And this specific blend of predictability and randomness makes for a really fun and oftentimes addicting game that you can just play over and over again without getting bored. And that's just talking about standard mode. That's right, there are other modes of play in the game, but I'm not going to go over those. So, have I talked you into it yet? Well, if not, that's kind of a bummer, but if I have, don't worry because you can find this game on just about every platform. You see, it started on the Steam Game Shop, I think, and now you can find it on the Nintendo Switch, on PlayStation and Xbox, hell, even on your phone. And actually, that brings me to another point that I like about this game is it's one of the few games that I enjoy playing on my console that I also really enjoy just as much on my phone because it's the perfect mobile game. It isn't a game that requires you to have quick reflexes or anything like that, 
the cards are simple enough to where you're not reading a bunch of text on a tiny screen, and you can just at any point in the game just put the game away and come back to it later because it auto-saves between each level. So at the very worst, if you put the game away in the middle of a fight, you may have to start that fight over, but the fights are pretty quick, so no big loss there. But that's pretty much it, guys. That's Slay the Spire. Let's go ahead and move into the outro so we can get you guys out of here for the week. Alright guys, thank you very much again for listening to this week's episode of the Bardic Inquisition. Sorry that it was a bit short, <laughs> and also sorry about the three week long hiatus I took, but you know, I feel like I needed it. I needed to get my mind kind of refreshed, you know, for the new year, why not? But hey, that actually brings me to another uh, order of business, we'll call it. I need your opinion on something. You see, I'm kind of torn between two branching paths as far as the direction of this podcast goes. On the one hand, I can stay more of a general nerdism slash gaming podcast, but on the other hand, I could go more specific into D&D and possibly into DMing advice. I want to know what you guys think, though, before I make any final decisions. So, if you have an opinion on the subject, feel free to send me an email at bardicinquisition at yahoo.com, or you can find me on Twitter at bardinquisition. Also, if you feel like helping the podcast out, you can do so at patreon.com slash bardicinquisition. And if you don't necessarily have the money to spare or want to support in a financial way, you can still help us out by liking the podcast on whichever platform you're using or sharing it with your friends. Because, I mean, heck, we're everywhere nowadays. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Audible. We're on a lot of podcast platforms right now, so... Just tell them to search up Bardic Inquisition at their preferred podcast location and uh, check us out. But that's all I got for today, guys. Thank you again for listening. Happy New Year. And hey, maybe try out Slay the Spire. <laughs>